Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hey, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Episode 164. I'm Sanjay Parikh. And I'm Adam Walker. We have a great episode for you today. We're going to talk about Salesforce. We're going to talk about a New Zealand startup because everybody thinks New Zealand when they think startups. We got weird and wacky. We have some good weird and wacky episodes. I mean, like it's been a really good time for weird and wacky, I think. The the end of 2020 has phenomenally been a uh, a great weird and wacky time. Weird and wacky. Yeah. uh, Articles are are just through. All of 2020 has been great for weird and wacky, but uh, just the end of it is that's right. That's right. And of course, tech Rex at the end. Don't miss the tech Rex. You got to get your tech Rex. So Sunday, let's get started. You want to tell us the first article? So this is a, a sad article, but I think it's worth talking about. And, and I haven't read more articles about this, but um, if you haven't heard Tony Shea, who's the co-founder, uh, founder, co-founder, co-founder of Zappos, right. passed away last week um, at the age of 46 And uh, basically the story is there was a house fire in Connecticut. He was there. His family lives in Connecticut. He was staying with somebody and uh, he essentially ended up getting injured in the fire and then succumbing. It sounds like to his injuries. Yeah. Uh, Details. I don't really understand because he was apparently locked in a room and he wasn't opening the door or it's not really clear what happened, Mm. but it is a huge loss. Tony Shea, you know, moving on from Zappos, apparently he just stepped down um, as CEO in August. Uh, and when I saw that, I thought, oh, maybe he had some kind of degenerative disease or something like that before the news came out that it was a fire. Right. Um, but nothing like that. He was going to start focusing more time. He spent uh, a lot of time and money in Las, uh, Las Vegas and yeah. he's been doing a whole revitalization of the downtown there. Uh, and he apparently just bought a bunch of homes in one of the ski towns in Utah there. Um, and I guess was probably going to be doing something there, but, um, a huge loss, I think to the startup community. I've only heard great things about him. I never unfortunately crossed paths with him. I don't know if you did Adam. uh, No, I I mean, I never met him, but I always respected the work there. I mean, Zappos is just kind of amazing, really, you know, the, the company, the culture, just everything they did getting acquired by Amazon. I mean, just such a huge, huge thing. So, yeah. and And that was his second, he had a previous company, which sold to Microsoft for over a hundred million dollars. Yep. And then uh, Zappos was over a billion. Um, and, yeah. uh, and just a shame. So, you know, uh, w- one just little side note for everybody that's a listener, you know, I don't know if this was the cause or this was the issue, but check the batteries in your smoke detectors, make sure your smoke mm. detectors work. And if that's they're right. more than 10 years old, they need to be replaced. Smoke detectors do not last forever. The detector in them uh, goes bad over time. Um, this actually reminded me back in the dot-com days. I don't know if you remember this, but there was a co-founder of a, um, uh, of a government startup here in Atlanta. Um, and it wasn't easy. Was it easy gov? I think it was easy gov. Um, and him and his girlfriend, uh, passed away in a, uh, fire in their house uh, or, mm. or, or townhouse. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I never crossed paths with him either. Uh, but I'll, you know, heard great things about him that he was a yeah. great guy. So um, listeners, mm. please, you know, right now, as you're listening to this episode, maybe hit pause, go check your smoke detectors, make sure they're all functioning. Um, yeah. It's important. Hope you, hopefully you never need them. You, you don't need to have to ever listen to them telling you to get out of the house, but if they ever need to, they can definitely save your life. So yeah, do that right so- away. Our uh, our next article is is kind of also starts at a, a at a little bit of a bummer, but with uh, with some some silver lining perhaps. So 
Um, a New Zealand startup is using microbes to suck solid gold out of e-waste. And we talked about this on this show before, but e-waste is is huge and much bigger, I think, than we ever than we even realized. So just a quick quote from this article. Uh, the world produces 50 million tons of e-waste each year, equivalent to 4,500 Eiffel Towers or 125,000 jumbo jets from old computers, discarded screens, broken smartphones, and damaged tablets. E-waste is the fastest growing waste in the world. Um, and this is a startup that's trying to uh, at least begin to recycle some of the precious metals that exist within e-waste. So um, I think it's a it's a pretty interesting idea right I, yeah I think it's needed i mean I, I have a hard time even imagining what 4500 eiffel towers looks like though but um it's a, it's a lot i imagine that, that seems real tall you know yeah. i mean i've been know. to the eiffel tower have you been to the eiffel tower i've not been to the eiffel tower have you been up the eiffel tower or just or just to it no unfortunately not up because the day that i was there this was back in 2004 mm-hmm. uh, there was a world cup game that's why we were uh out in front of the the eiffel tower we were watching the game on the screens nice. and actually right before they had the guy that was running the olympic torch uh, uh go off of the eiffel tower he like uh took a little zip line down off of the eiffel tower nice. so the eiffel tower was closed for people to go up it but mm. um but yeah so yeah if you're throwing away your computers your electronics please responsibly deal with that and and hopefully some of your electronics will get its way to this company that will use, use microbes, microbes to, to recycle it somehow i don't really i read the it, article yeah. i'm still not sure i understand how it works but i think it's cool That's all yeah I'm they said that like, when the microbes have it it becomes purple in color which is the color of gold when it's at a molecular level which kind of blew my mind because i don't understand that because gold is yellowy and yeah at a molecular it's gold level, gold is gold sanjay yeah, let's gold just is- be real here gold is gold gold okay? is gold colored usually and it's not purple and so i didn't understand what how Unless you have that work. like like that white gold stuff, I'm not real sure what that's about. Are you saying know. white gold is I, purple? I'm saying white gold's not gold colored. That's all I'm trying to say. I don't uh, I don't really know what I don't I don't get why how yeah. it's white gold. I don't I don't understand. I think, somebody can explain that to me. Sometime, I think that's but. marketing, and you should understand that because you're a marketing guy. I do understand that. I yes, don't think white gold is is gold is what it is. I I, I think it's uh, people just messing with you. Talking about uh, people messing with you or us all getting messed with. There's gut wrenching photos that show the damage at the Okay, I'm gonna mess up the name. Arcebo, Arcebo Observatory. I'm giving you all of the article titles that have names in them that I don't know how to pronounce today. <laughs> by the way, that's actually my goal. That's why it's, you started today, and that's this one too. Oh, so, so you're this welcome. Is all planned. Okay. Yeah, it was totally premeditated. 100%, so, yeah. so you should watch the photos and videos of this. Uh, but it's it's awful. It's um, the radio uh, observatory, radio satellite observatory uh, in Puerto Rico. And if you've not ever seen it in person, you've if, and ever seen the movie Contact, uh, Jody Foster mm-hmm. Foster yeah. um, stands in front of this, and and it plays a, a kind of important part in in that movie. By the way, side thing: about a year, two years ago, we did a trip in the Southwest and went to the uh, very large array. Uh, yeah. With all those dishes. Yeah. And that was another place that was used in the movie Contact. That's right. Yeah. Uh, except they digitally added in more dishes than is actually there. Right. Um, there's only like 26 or 28 dishes there. And they added in like hundreds. Uh, right. But the movie that is used there when you go into the visitor center is narrated by Judy Foster. Oh, that's great. So she's like, that. she's like still there a little bit. That's so um, great. So it, it made me wonder like, hey, I wonder if she's going to do like a 
fundraising campaign for this observatory. But yeah, so, apparently, so talk, walk us through what happened here. So apparently, uh, one of the cables failed uh, a few months back. I hadn't heard about this, and the video shows. I'm assuming what happened was once that cable failed, the pressure on the other cables increased, and they were actually trying to decommission this uh, observatory. Right. But there were some protocols that they were trying to figure out and get all their ducks in a row. And this thing was not waiting to fail. And it basically failed before they could figure it out. They were actually going to, I think, decommission this and then put in a new one um, into service. But now what's happened is, is this thing has collapsed into the concrete dome that's at the bottom Mm. and has damaged that entire dome as well further. Um, So now he's got to rebuild it. This was going to happen. Yeah, Todd yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, twenty twenty one will be the year of rebuilding uh, for this observatory and everything else. You, you know what else twenty twenty one is going to be the year of? I mean, and this joke just it has to be made based on this next article. But obviously, it's the rise of Skynet. I mean, like, yes. how could it not be based on this next article? So that was the so only I'll, reason why I tagged this because I'm like, oh, dude, yeah. Skynet. Oh my here. gosh. I mean, like, listen, we talk about it all the time on here, but like, this is for real Skynet. I mean, so listen. Alphabet's loon lands. Ha- or, sorry, Alphabet's loon hands the reins of its internet balloons to self-learning artificial intelligence. We're all gonna die. So Alphabet's balloons that do not have any weapons, think you know, not yet, you, are now being completely and totally managed by an artificial intelligence, which is pretty profound. I mean, really, like that's it's amazing. And actually, if you think about it, the balloons themselves could be weapons, right? Like you get them in the path of planes flying and stuff. You could take Fair them point. in an airplane. See? Fair point. The AI yeah. learns about this and we're done for. Listen, you might have just given the AI an idea, Sanjay. Oh, man. Listen, what are you doing? I mean, come on. Don't give the AI ideas for them. Jimmy, the AI is probably listening in right now and it's going <laughs> to hand this over to the Loon AI. And then yeah, it'll I mean, be Jimmy Loon AI. Th- this is a profound accomplishment, I, I will say. Um, how I, I mean, I, I may I make jokes about AI being being dangerous. I I don't know, maybe it is, but but this is a profound accomplishment. So um, it's impressive. To watch. I mean, it's it's optimizing in ways that they actually did a, a test against humans and the AI, and the AI optimized uh, the balloons better than humans being able to do it manually. So, uh, which kind of like duh, right? Yeah. Like the, processors are way faster and it's right. all digital end to end. Whereas you're like processing with your eyes, then calculating in your brain back down to your hands and then into a computer. Of course the computer is going to be faster than you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb. And the computer is going to look at the whole everything, like have way more data inputs than a human can, can ever, I think negotiate. Right. So that's yeah. part of it too. Exactly. All right. Well, speaking of negotiation, it's time for us to have an ad break. And welcome back. And this next article could be a bummer, I think, for a lot of us. Salesforce is buying Slack for about $28 billion. Now, part of this is good for Slack, I guess, right? Like, Yeah. They had an exit. Great for Slack. They, they went public already, so they'd already had a liquidity event. But now they're part of a bigger organization. But it's just a shame that Slack wasn't able to take advantage of the crater of a year that is 2020 and use it to their advantage. I, I think, yeah, they, yeah like they, they didn't see the same growth that like zoom saw. It would have been great to have seen that. Right. Yeah. They, uh, have you tried to do video calls on Slack by the way? It's not good. It's, it's, it's real, it's real clunky. It, it, so, so my computer, as you know, and our listeners probably do not, 
I've got a, I've got a, a slightly older MacBook, and it's definitely underpowered. And it just I have to be very careful what I run on it. And so video calls on Slack basically never ever ever work at all. But <laughs> in all fairness, I also like Google Meet in the browser also doesn't work on my computer. Like like Zoom works great, and that's about one of the few that actually runs well. So yeah. You know, I, I actually just before we started recording the podcast, I was on a on a Slack video call. I think it's it's okay one on one. Yeah. But any more than one on one, it starts falling apart. It it's mm. it's not yeah. good. Um and you're right, like usability is not as good as Zoom. We use Zoom for recording the podcast. Um and basically has never had a problem. No, for no. Us, I mean right? I and I use Zoom for recording several podcasts and I yeah. I mean it's fantastic. So yeah. I, it's honestly it, it Zoom is hard to beat. Now I, I do think I do think Teams is on the way up. Uh, and yeah. we talked about that last week, but but Zoom is very hard to beat right now. Yeah. I mean what what could have prevented this from occurring was if you'd rewound rewound time and last year Slack had picked up Zoom before the pandemic. Oh man. Uh, and integrated those wow. two. Like that would have been a killer. That would have been unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right. Powerhouse. Right. Then it could have been like reading Slack is buying Salesforce. Yeah. Prob oh, probably not because probably Salesforce not, is huge. But listen, yeah. speaking of powerhouses and combinations, right? Visa partners with Ethereum digital dollar startup that raised, what is that? $271 million. Yeah. Wow. So this is um, the US uh, DC, US dollar coin developed yep. by Circle Internet Financial. Uh, on the Ethereum blockchain. Uh, I, I'm sure there's a bunch of people listening right now. Like, I don't know what any of those words mean. I understood what some of those words meant. I understand <laughs> Ethereum blockchain. I got that much okay. of it. Yeah. You got that one? Yeah. So the company yeah, yeah. Circle Internet Financial, they built a new kind of cryptocurrency, the US mm -hmm. dollar coin, USDC, which is a stable coin. So yep. unlike Bitcoin and all these others that fluctuate in value, the idea is, is that the value is always the value. Um, they're backing it with actual cash so that wow. it is stable over time so that you don't, there, there's a little bit of variance, but it's not the wild shifts that have you have in like uh, Bitcoin it, it, and things it, it, like that. Could you liken it to like investing in gold? Is it like similar to that type of an idea? Is that what you're I think it's, it's, it's different than even gold because yeah. gold fluctuates, right? This is like having cash. Okay. Hol holding right. cash digitally. Okay. Right? So cash in and of itself also fluctuates in value, but you don't feel that as much, right? Because right. our exchange rates vary from other currencies. Well, and you know, so you no longer pay 10 cents for gum anymore. So, I mean, there is that. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's over longer periods of time, right? So day to day, it doesn't, it's not like gum goes, oh man, gum was 10 cents yesterday. And now it's like $9. Like that would, yeah, be, that bad would be bad if that happens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I have had to try to explain to my kids that there was a time when gas was less than a dollar per gallon. And they're like, what? I know. And I'm like, yeah, you yeah, remember those real. days? It happened. I yeah. remember when it was like 70 cents, 75 cents, 60 cents. Yeah. In, in Kentucky, we do. You know, it was, fill it was up great. And, yeah. It was great, kid. You just go take your pocket change down to the old store and, you know, whatever. Okay, we'll, we'll stop <laughs> well, there. Well, yeah. why, why did you get like grampy sounding know. all there? I don't know why I do the things that I do, Sanjay. I don't know. <laughs> but I, you know, it is what it is, right? So, so, so here's the problem with this whole story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it sounds great and everything, but the next story. U.S. lawmakers introduce a bill that would require stablecoin issuers to obtain bank charters. Uh-oh, yeah. is what is happening here. Yeah, that's so uh -oh right there. Yeah. Basically, legislators are saying, like, look, if you've got a currency, you know, something that walks like a currency, talks, you know, like, a currency. talks like a currency, then it is a currency. And uh, so they're saying, <laughs> like, Bitcoin 
and, and other things like that that fluctuate wildly in terms of value those are actually assets whereas right. something like usdc that has the same value day after day that's a currency mm. and so if you're going to do a currency then you have to have a bank charter which also means then you need to have fdic insurance and all of these other things and regulatory approval by the federal reserve and so basically it just got a lot more complicated you're adding all this regulation in that was the whole point of doing cryptocurrencies was to get all the regulation out mm yeah. So the the fear yeah. is some folks from in this article that I think there's somebody from Coinbase that says like, look, um, this is basically going to stifle innovation, which I I think is is right. Like I understand it from the legislators' right. uh, point of view of like, look, they are trying to protect consumers, um, but I also understand it from the innovator side of like this will stifle innovation. So and it will. Yeah. Hopefully, there is some happy medium that these two groups can kind of come together and say like, look. We understand this. Like, how can we do something that helps protect consumers? It still allows innovation to happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, speaking of, um, I don't know, protecting consumers, uh, Hulu's watch party feature now available to all subscribers. So, uh, Sanjay, what are we going to have a watch party about later, later today or this weekend? <laughs> that, that's a good question. I'm just wondering. Not been watching Hulu as much as of late because we got rid yeah. of Hulu live because they kept jacking up the price yeah they did and maybe yeah. it was so that they could fund watch party uh maybe but, but you know yeah. we're not watching and you know here's the other thing i i'm, I'm gonna go on a little hulu rant here oh no um, here we go so i don't i don't know if you started watching this show have you watched this show be positive no i don't think so i've never yeah, even heard of it it's it's a cbs show so one of the characters is the the main guy from silicon valley Okay. Um, the kid, the kid, the founder from Silicon Valley, the, that the founder, the founder guy from okay. Silicon Valley. Got it. Um, and so he, the, the premise of this is apparently it's based on a true story. Uh, he needs a kidney and uh, he runs into somebody that he went to high school with and they didn't get along, but she offers, she's like a party girl. She offers to give him a kidney, but she's got to be clean for like some number of months. So basically this is the time of, you know, between now and then. Right. Um, and so I, I went to go watch it on Hulu. Uh, and apparently I can't because I don't have Hulu live. Oh yeah, man. I'm telling you Hulu, uh, like Hulu is going downhill. I think I, I, I really do. It's am, and I have very Hulu frustrating plus with, yeah. with the ad free. Yeah. And basically you're telling me like no CBS shows I can watch. Yeah. It's crazy, so, man. Fortunately, I have a solution to that. Um, and it's going to be a future tech wreck and I know you're using it too. We're going to talk about it. Not yeah, it this is. episode, but in a future episode, mm -hmm. uh, stay tuned but, people. I got to say, I'm not really watching Hulu. Well, so listen, much. speaking of things you, you might want to be watching. Okay. So let's, let's move to the next article. Cause that's yeah. cause my wife is excited about this one. So really? Okay. Discover, yeah. Yeah. But for a specific reason. So discovery to launch a streaming service in January, starting at four 99 per month and Verizon customers will get a year free. So here's why she's excited. This is going to have HGTV and it's going to have the brand new Magnolia network from the, you know, Chip and Joanna Gaines, oh, Magnolia people. Dang they now it. have their own network. And it's I didn't gonna have know that. that. And I think you just now made it. So now I'm going to have to subscribe to this too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she's Is really that the excited. only place you're going to be able to get it? 
I don't know, but I do know that it's on Discovery. I think I think they're calling it Discovery Plus, if I'm not mistaken, too. I think that's um, right. And yeah. so, uh, so at some point, I really wish they'd get more uniform. We've got like Disney Plus, Discovery Plus, but HBO Max. Like, you know, like, come on, like, just, just pick a lane, you know? Like, what is it? So, Well, you um, you want Max, and we're going to talk about HBO Max in a minute, but, yeah, you know, Max yeah. sounds like it's more than Plus, because Plus I mean, is only yeah. just a little bit yeah. more but, than But, I mean, of course, HBO is going to go Max. Like, they're the Max, right? That's yeah. the whole thing. So, so, so part of my reason for tagging all these is, you know, we've talked about this whole a la carte thing. It's killing me, man. And I feel like we're starting to get to the point where we're getting a la carte pricing on these channels. The problem is, is that they're pricing it so high that it's ends up being more expensive than the thing. What cable cost before, right? Like, like this would be a no brainer to me for discovery. If it was like, Three bucks. Buck ninety nine. I was gonna say a buck ninety, maybe two ninety nine. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, it's a no brainer for me at four ninety nine because of yeah. who my wife is. But nonetheless, like I agree. Like, come on, let's do three bucks. Can and and by bucks? the way, that that five bucks a month is the ad supported here. If you want it without ads, that's seven bucks a month. Dude, don't tell me that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the same thing like with Peacock because Peacock came out. We wanted to watch the new Saved by the Bell, which by the way is pretty hilarious. And you know, and to get, you have to you have to be on Peacock to watch that too. So be, you, now they do have a free trial, so you can watch. It did you free trial. did you? So I've actually removed Peacock from my list of channels I'm going to subscribe to now because did you hear about the controversy with uh, Saved by the Bell? Uh, I did not. No. They, Anybody they, ruin this for me? Yeah, <laughs> I I might. They made fun of. Uh, oh, I forgot who it was. Oh, that's a right. They made fun of. I do remember that. Yeah, I did. I did. Singer read about for that. her right. kidney yeah, yeah. transplant. Yeah. Yeah, they and did. This, and there's a whole backlash. And it wasn't like they just made fun of it once. There was like graffiti in one of the yeah. shows. Did she yeah. really have a kidney? And then they, uh, it was, I don't know. It, it was in poor taste. I it, will say, it though, was not okay. the rest of the show, it, it, it does pretty well, honestly. I don't does know if you it? watched it. it. It has much more representation across across every demographic uh yeah way and, and it seems to even poke fun at the lack of representation in the previous iteration of the show um uh, I, I, and I and, would, and slater is there yeah. right and jesse yeah slater's there and jesse's there and then kelly. There's, there's some cameos by zach and kelly right and, zach and uh, kelly, okay it's it's i would i mean honestly it's pretty well done it's gotten some good laugh out louds for me so huh. um all right, so last article, it. and then we're gonna get to weird and wacky, and it also isn't it. Like this is like it's all entertainment today, man. It's all entertainment tech. Well, I, um, I saw all three of these articles. I was like, oh, this is a good trifecta. This is a, today it's a good, it's up. a good, it's a good diatribe to go down. So Warner Brothers will release all of its new 2021 movies simultaneously on HBO Max, meaning that the movies will come out in the theater and on HBO Max at the same time on the. My same day. God, and it only took a pandemic to finally get to this place. I mean, listen, like, come on, people, let's do this. Like, it, it was interesting, too. I was reading this. So Trolls, the, the second Trolls movie, came out only stre- streaming and made more money than the first Trolls movie, right? <laughs> so, like, th- and I think it was, like, 76 million or something crazy like that. So, like, this is totally doable. And honestly, I would much rather sit in my basement looking at my projector with my little sound. I would much rather do that than go to a movie theater. Like, and to I, be able to pause if you need to go use the restroom or get some popcorn and you drink or something I'm like saying, that and not miss part of the movie. I'm saying I want to I'm fine not going to movie theaters anymore. They can go away. I'm good with it. I'll just sit in my house. I'm cool. Right. Like, I know that maybe not true. May, may not be true for everybody. But like, this is a smart move. I like this move a lot. I, I so. me too. We, we uh, actually have HBO Max. Um, I'm not paying for it because I got it for free from AT&T uh, oh, okay. as a part of having internet. Um, so uh, I, I'm not going to quibble about the price of that because that's that's a good price for me. 
Uh, and we're definitely looking forward to watching Wonder Woman 1984 that's coming out uh, in this month in December. Oh man, it's gonna be so great! Yeah, I don't, I don't fantastic. have HBO Max, so I'm gonna come and peek through your window and, <laughs> and like. You, you know what's funny, and we don't have one of these, but one of our neighbors here has uh, just rebuilt their deck, their the kind of underneath their deck area, and they installed a giant TV out oh, there, man. and we can see it from our house. Like wow. we'll, we'll see them watching TV and be like, "Hey, what are they watching?" and and we'll see it from over there. We're not. No, and you're like, "Oh, they're watching the Property but... Brothers again." <laughs> that's what you're. That's what you're thinking. Sometimes like, we ever like, watch yeah, are else? They, are they watching HGTV? What are they watching over there again? What? I, right, I think so they're Jay. mainly watching uh, uh, sports games and stuff. Yeah, but, fair you know, it is. What All it right, is. Sanjay, you know what time it is? It's weird and wacky time. Time for the weird and wacky segment. Abominable snowman is not an axe murderer. One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. All right, Sunday. So listen, like so much happened this week with the monolith <laughs> in the Utah desert. Like it's, it's funny because I tagged the first article. I was like, oh this, and then it was like, oh then this, and then yeah. oh this. Yeah, I think we tagged like three or four or five yeah. articles about the monolith. It's like, oh, look, the mo- there's a monolith, and this is crazy. And then it's like, oh, and the monolith's suddenly gone. And then, oh, now we have video of the people that took the monolith, and they put it in a wheelbarrow, and what was inside? Like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? So, listen, just walk me through the whole thing, because th- this is just crazy. Okay, so at the beginning of the week, uh, there was then still speculation of, like, who made the monolith? What, yeah. what artist? Who did it? This, that, yeah. and the other. And there was talk about this artist, John McCracken, possibly that made the monolith but the thing is he passed away in 2011 and this thing wasn't installed until 2016 sure um and then you know the park people the uh land management bureau of land management they didn't release where it was because they didn't want people going out there well that lasted all like less than a day i think it was less than a day yeah before it was because now you can go to the wikipedia article which we link to in the show notes and it has the coordinates right there at the top of where the monolith is because everybody's like oh utah we have google earth and they went in and then found uh, where this monolith was so of course that then led to people showing up and taking pictures but that was only for a day because then it disappeared just gone just gone yeah and then there's a post from somebody that was out there when four folks came and basically pushed it over shoved it down just oh for 10 minutes just shoving it back and forth and back and forth and back and forth until it finally fell over and removed it yeah and it doesn't seem like they were the people that put it there they were just upset that it was there and took it upon themselves to remove it yeah and they, they they claimed that it was they were concerned about environmental factors this area of land is really is not able to support and sustain mass numbers of people coming out to it, which is a fair point. But at the same time, like, shouldn't like the, I don't know, the Bureau of Land Management, like should maybe be the ones that take care of that. I'm just, That's what I'm just thinking too. Yeah. Right. Like we have a whole group of people that are tasked with that. Yeah. It's not really up to random citizens to decide like, this is not right. And, and, and go in and change things. And what's the legality on that? Cause this thing was illegally, you know, put up in, 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 in you know, whatever installed. And yeah. then it's there, it's, it's there and remains illegal. And then it, what they take it down. Is that also, is it illegal to take down something that's illegally installed? Like, how's that even is work? It right. Two illegals make illegal. I think that's what it is. It's two le- illegals make illegal. That's, that's uh, it for sure. That's why you should always like, you know, I don't know. I, but I that's, that. That, but it's three rights makes a left, right? <laughs> three right <laughs> turns makes a left. 
I thought it was three lefts make a right, but whatever. Or, well, three lefts make a right as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did do that once in, in Australia because, you know, they have this crazy thing. Have we talked about this before? They have this crazy thing called a jug handle turn in some of the cities there. So I've this, seen them. I know. I think I know what you're talking about, no, but, but please continue. Yeah. They, uh, is it a jug handle? No, it's uh, a hook turn. Hook okay. turn or jug handle? Jug handle turn is up in, in the north where you get to the right yeah. to take a left turn. Yeah. This is a hook turn. So you, uh, in the middle of the street, they have a trolley. So you can't actually take a right turn because if you take a right turn, then yeah. you might get T-boned with the trolley. So what you got to do is you got to get in the left. Remember, they drive on the left side of the road. You got to yeah. get in the left and basically pull in front uh, kind of parallel-ish or, or perpendicular-ish to the people that are going perpendicular to where, you know, like where you were driving. Right. So they would be going straight. Yeah. They would be going right. So when the light turns, basically you go over there and just kind of hang out. And when the light turns for them, you gun it and then hook around and then go straight. Because when they get the green, the yeah. trolley's not coming then. Yeah. And so, yeah. So instead of doing that a bunch of times, three lefts is a right. And that's also what I would worked. do. Yeah. Uh, that makes I, sense. I, I yeah. did that. But, uh, and you but yeah, apparently two illegals is, is illegal. Yeah, that's I, I I would tend to agree. So, speaking of what is legal, I guess I, this is this is also like we got to talk about Elon Musk in almost every episode for some reason. So, do we? Is he, that a rule? I don't know. Is he sponsoring? But, we but need I some saw money this article and I was like, oh my gosh, really? Come on. So Elon Musk. So I hadn't call, read this article, and yeah, this, well, I mean it's in the first, title. Yeah, Elon yeah. Musk wanted to call his new tequila Tesla Kila, but Mexico said no. So, like, first of all, why why does he have Mexico have get to say no? First of all, but well, wh also does, this bottle design is incredible. Yeah, why does Elon Musk have tequila, and why do, and why does Mexico get to say no? Those are really my only two questions from this. Like, I don't understand. Otherwise, I think it's a great name. I mean, from a brand perspective, it's kind of fun, right? Oh, Tesla apparently, tequila. apparently, it's not law, uh, possible because of tequila industry regulations. Oh, I agree with you though, man. Like the the, the bottle does look pretty amazing, so. I, I, okay. Tequila. Also, I did not know there is a Tequila Regulatory Council, the CRT, that is responsible I mean, for regulating and authorizing all of the processes related to the manufacture, consumption, and trade of tequila. Oh, I mean, now you know, and that's uh, that's half the battle. That's going to be a uh, trivia question one day, and yeah. I'm going to know the answer. You are going to know the answer. The Tequila Regulatory Council. Tequila Regulatory Council. All right, Sanjay. It's tech wreck time. Tech wreck, tech wreck, time to get your tech wreck. Tech, 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 tech wreck. Chicky, chicky. Tech wreck. Time tech to get wreck. your tech wreck. All right, Sanjay, what tech wreck do you have for us today? And is it in any way related to a microphone? Question it mark? is. Uh, this is the third of uh, an installment of three recommendations. So if you haven't listened to the last two episodes, you're going to be kind of clueless as to why I'm recommending this. But... Um, it's the Rode Swivel Mount uh, Studio Microphone Boom Arm. It's the boom arm that I think you have, as do I, right? We have we have. No, I've got arm. a different one, but but I know the one you've got, and it is fantastic. So oh, okay, I, yeah, I've got a slightly reason, different one. I thought you had the same one. It looks almost exactly the same, but yeah, but this uh, boom arm is fantastic. I I like it a lot. Uh, I've got it clamped to my uh, desk here, um, and then I've got the microphone and the the sure. Uh, uh, adapter that I've recommended in the previous episodes all kind of lined up here, uh, mounted to this thing. Works great. Stays tight. Doesn't move around. Even when I jiggle on the uh, the desk yeah. here, it doesn't like get loose or anything. 
So if you're looking for a boom arm, this is the one to get. Uh, it is. It's really nice. Yeah, it's I think it's nicer nice. than the one I've got, actually. So it's, it's, it's I would highly recommend. Not too terribly expensive. I think there's a link in the show notes, and I'm pulling it up. I think it's like, yeah, it's like a hundred bucks. Yeah, um, it's yeah, more absolutely. than a cheapo boom arm, but I think the extra but it's bucks well are worth it. Worth and it. it's really quiet for when you move the mic when you're recording, which is really nice too. Because those boom arms, I mean, if they're rickety, they kind of make noise while you're recording. But you can a good one, you can move around, and it's not a big deal. So that's a good point. I don't think I ever thought about uh, a rickety boom arm. Yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah. There you go. It's true. What about you, Adam? What do you got for us? So I'm going to recommend a uh, a platform that I'm, I've, I've kind of tinkered with lately for our startup together letters. Uh, so this is called Stamp Ready, and uh, it's a quick uh, email HTML builder. And, uh, you know, it's got ton- hundreds of, of really nice design templates you can kind of drag and drop and, and go in and mess with. And it really works pretty fantastic. And I've even taken the emails from there and imported them into MailChimp and it works fine there too. Um, so you could actually use Stamp Ready to build out lot HTML emails for lots of platforms and then uh, take the emails and do whatever you want with them. So I, I don't know that the code is perfect. Uh, you know, Sanjay, as you, as you mentioned, as you looked in the code, like maybe there's some things that you can clean up, but honestly for, a, for an auto code generator, um, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, you can actually make sense of the code, which honestly is step number one for any of these sort of platforms. So yeah, I think uh, the the code only matters if you're really going to dig deep into it. If you're just going to yeah. import it into an email platform, Here I think go. it'll work fine. Yeah. Uh, but I like to optimize things and make them small and tight as much as possible. Yeah, you would. Um, yeah, you would. And so speaking of together letters, by the way, if uh, if you're not getting enough of us uh, through the Tech Talk Y'all podcast, we have a together letters podcast, which is it's not that long. It's usually about 10 minutes or less. It's less than 10. It's like six to eight minutes usually. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to keep up with the uh, the developments that we've got over at Together Letters, um, go over to the website or check your favorite podcast streaming platform and we should be there. Um, and the podcast is just called uh, Together Letters. And check out togetherletters.com because if you haven't signed up yet for your Together Letter, do that. That'd be great. So Sanjay, how can our listeners find and connect with you? They can find me at, at Sanjay on Twitter. That's S-A-N-J-A-Y or SanjayPark.com. Uh, still not secure, by the way. Uh, what about you, Adam? They can find me on my very hyper-secure SSL-enabled website, AdamJWalker.com, because I'm a security-minded individual and I care about your security. AdamJWalker.com. <laughs> you, 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 you don't want anybody reading the things that uh, they're reading on your site? Uh, I don't want anybody reading it? any of the forms that are submitted on my site, all one of them. Doo-doo-doo.